Blog Talk Radio. Oh, back at it again. It's another edition of the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show here, January 19th, 2018. RIC and a place to be. Rick Saratelli, your host from NFLDraftBible.com. Check us out. Bringing you the names you need to know first since 2002. You know how we do. I appreciate everybody tuning in to our exclusive NFL Draft coverage, leading you up to that 2018 NFL Draft destination Dallas this year. And we are just three months away. And with that being said, we are going to bring you another name that you definitely need to know, a bully in the trenches. He's Joseph Cooperman of Cal Poly, and we're going to welcome him on to the show right now on the Defiance Fuel Water Hotline. Uh, He is Joseph Cooperman. He is with us right now. Joe, uh, hey, welcome to the show. Do you like Joseph? Do you like Joey? Do you like Joe? Do you have a preference? Uh, Joe's fine. How are you doing? Oh, we're doing good, Joe. Uh, Listen, you know, you are a man on the move right now and coming fresh off the uh, Tropic Bowl performance where, you know, we we had some boots on the ground down there in Florida, and uh, we we got some glowing reviews. But let's hear it from yourself and how you felt you uh, performed down there during the the week of the Tropic Bowl. Uh, it was a long weekend. I'm gonna be honest with you. With uh, two practices in the game, but it was a good time. I I thought I did well. Uh, it was a lot of work. I mean, there's some good competition there. I'm glad I got the opportunity to go down there and compete against that competition. I know myself coming from like a D one double A school in the big sky. I know I wanted to get up against those bigger guys. I mean there was guys from SEC there all over the place. So I was happy to get out there and succeed. Yeah, you know, and I think that's really the best part about the all star circuit truly is for players like yourself that might not be on the mainstream radar and then people want to question the level of competition but then you get in the trenches with these power five guys and everything is equal you know the 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 sticker on the helmet doesn't matter anymore the scouts don't care um so what was it like you know going up against those sec guys how do you feel like you did and you know were you were you or your agent able to gather any feedback from the scouts um so going up against those guys i mean uh it was nothing out of the ordinary, I mean, they're just another guys lining up across the ball. I mean, want to not let them touch the quarterback, and that's all how I took it. You know what I mean? Uh, first, I thought that I did well. Uh, as far as feedback, I uh, heard back from the Rams and the Jets, as well as John, uh, as well as the Saints. After the first day, I had a good first day. Uh, didn't lose many reps that first day, and then the Saints called me in for a personal interview. Uh, just a power five conference, guys. I mean, same type of people, maybe a little faster, a little, a little faster, a little bigger. Virtually the same type of people, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, of course. At the end of the day, again, uh, talent is going to win out. And once you get into a camp, everybody is uh, on an equal level playing field. Now, you know, some of the things that stand out to me is, is really, you know, your technique, your footwork, the quickness in the trenches, and then that, you know, bully mentality, the toughness in the trenches, you know, those are some of the things that stand out when I watch your game. But, you know, for somebody tuning in and and hearing about you for the first time, whether it's an NFL scout, a GM, or just somebody who wants to find more information on you, say they go back and watch your film, let's hear it from from your mouth, you know, how you would describe your style of play. 
My style of play. Uh, I would first off say it's tough. Uh, I don't want to lose. I don't want to get beaten, and I want to play physical. You know what I mean? It's a physical game. I'm not going to be out physical. As far as uh, technique, hands, feet, all all that, I feel I have, like, great feet. I feel I have great hands, and that hand, hand placement and all that development for me, frankly, being six one. You know what I mean? I have to have great hand placement, great hands when I throw my hands in, pa- uh, in pass pro to be ready to defend against the 6-4 guys. And I'm comfortable doing that, but I know I have great technique because to have great, to be successful, I have to have great uh, technique. Absolutely, no doubt. No doubt about it. We're talking to Joe Cooperman, the uh, versatile offensive lineman at Cal Poly. And, uh, Joe, you've played, you know, pretty much all those interior positions, which is very appealing uh, to, to scouts at the next level. Obviously, the more you can do, the more valuable – you are, but I truly believe that on the offensive line, especially, you know, when you get into a camp and, and they're making cut downs, they want guys that can help out at multiple positions. Now you've played left guard, you've played right guard, you've played center. Uh, how do you see yourself projecting at the next level? And do you have a preference where you play? Do you feel more comfortable at one position as opposed to another? Uh, first off, truthfully, I feel equal across the board, left guard, right guard, center. Um, at the next level, I see myself playing center just because I could really command the offensive line. I know what's going on. And as far as the three positions, knowing all three helps you know who's doing what on what's play, knows who you're attacking, know, knows, helps you know the game plan. So I enjoy knowing all three. I enjoy getting familiar with all three, and I'm happy to play either, either one of them. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you do play, when you man that center position, you know, usually you're kind of taking charge of that offensive line unit, you know, making some adjustments, maybe calling out some pre-snap reads. So understanding the responsibilities of all those different positions is going to help you align your teammates and and point out the uh, opposing team tendencies. Now, um, with that being said, you know, Get us get us a little bit more familiar with this uh, Cal Poly offense, uh, the style of play, the type of offense that you guys ran. And, you know, for you personally, I, I feel like, you know, both the run game and the pass game, you're a pretty overall polished pro- 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 uh, product on the technique aspect. And uh, you generate some excellent push there in the run game, but you also hold your ground, ground uh, well in the point of attack in the pass protection. But, uh, give us a little bit more insight on this Cal Poly offense. Uh, so it's the triple option. It's what you see uh, all the academies run. Honestly, I know everybody's got knocks about it and not a big fan of it, but I truthfully, I love it. I love uh, I love the aspect of you just can't get off the ball. And I'm a big fan of drive blocking. It's one person's will against another person's will, so I enjoy that about the offense. And it's really fast-paced, getting off the ball, ripping off the ball, with that being said, you have to know where you're going, who you're going to, and all that. And then it sets up the pass game. So it makes pass uh, pass blocking a little easier because we run the ball so much. But that's not a worry to me because, like, I went out there this past week on you know, the topical ball and did six, uh, just fine in one-on-one pass rush. So I know I can pass block, but it made pass blocking uh, uh, very, like, reactionary to the defense because they got to play the run so – so heavily that they don't have time to react to the, uh, the passing of downs. But I enjoyed the offense thoroughly. And now uh, I see you also played with multiple starting quarterbacks throughout your career. And, 
you know, having a quarterback lineup under center, I guess more and more, I, I you know, you're, I'm always learning during the evaluation process. And I guess more and more now with the spread and the, and the shotgun, I mean, I, I was, you know, I was at the NFL PA bowl and talking to a center there. He's like, you know, I've never had a quarterback, uh, you know, take a snap from underneath my butt and just, <laughs> you know, it, he never did it in high school, never did it in college. And, you know, that was actually an adjustment that, that he had to get used to throughout the week. So you've, you know, already been acclimated to something like that. And here we are in 2018 where I never thought that would be a factor in the evaluation process, but there is a little something to be said uh, or an adjustment period for the very least to just get used to that. But you've already gotten used to that, of course, in the triple option and playing with multiple quarterbacks. And, you know, I think that's a little bit of an experience that bodes well as you make a transition to the next level, just being able to understand, you know, not only different playing styles, but also different personalities and, and, you know, the quarterback and the center working together, like we said, calling out those pre-snap reads and taking charge of the offense. Your thoughts? Uh, My thoughts. I mean, the quarterback center exchange, it's a, It's a tough one. I mean, it takes personally because I've been doing under center for my whole college career. It takes me, if it's a new quarterback, it takes me two or three snaps and then we're good to go for the day or we're good to go for the season. You know what I mean? Because I'm used to doing that motion and snapping the ball. But as far as shotgun, shotgun comes uh, naturally to me. It's uh, really well. Yeah, I uh, I snapped to, let me think here, uh, four quarterbacks uh, in my three years starting at center or two years starting at center. Uh, it was unfortunate. I mean, we lost our starting quarterback last year to injury, but the next guy stepped in. We got it. We got it going, and we. I don't think we had one missed snap the whole year. Um, as far as the pre-snap reads and all that, it varies. I mean, our backup quarterback came in, so I was calling a lot of text as far as in the run game, along with the pre-snap reads. But it's really key. I'm sure it's key in every offense, especially in the triple option. You have to know who your pitch key, who your read key is and where you want to go the ball as far as uh, defenders in the sideline. All right, very good. Joe Joe Cooperman here, uh, center slash utility offensive lineman. Cal Poley does it all, and a really outstanding week at the Tropic Bowl, turning some heads and uh, getting his draft process off to a great start. Of course, uh, he'll be gearing up for his pro day workout, which uh, I plan to be in attendance. We'll talk about more about that in just a little bit but you know one of the intriguing things that I noticed you know just doing some uh, background stuff on you Joe uh, rugby background and you know that is also a a, a physical sport and maybe not might not have the reputation uh, from a a public perception but it is and you played 14 years uh, in rugby so you know how does that skill set and those attributes translate over to the gridiron uh, just once again, I'm going to go back to the ideal of toughness. It's not easy to go out there, run around, and uh, hit people with no pads. Uh, really, um, way back when I was in high school and younger, it helped me transfer to football because I was constantly training. I was constantly on the move. Kept me in good shape. Kept me physical throughout the offseason, so I enjoyed it. And as far as just like being low, being physical, balanced on rugby while running the ball, it transfers to balance blocking somebody on the offensive line. Yeah, and, you know, I loved you, – you mentioned the the mentality and the physicality. I mean, you're just a guy that from whistle to whistle, body on body, I mean, you're a guy that just seeks out the contact, and that's what I love from my offensive lineman. Now, 
Um, we've been talking about a lot of your positive uh, attributes, some of the things that you do well, do well. Obviously, now the next three months you're going to be gearing up for for your next pro day workout and uh, wherever else you're going to showcase your talents. But you know, aside from obviously you want to do well in the testing and and the measurables. But how about when you when you get to work on your positional drills? You know, what's an area of your game that you want to try and get better at or improve upon between now and the draft? Uh, well, first off, uh, pass blocking. I was successful with that in the tropical bowl, but I'm still not where I personally want to be. I want to get better. I don't want to stop on that front because this league now is so much passing. I want to be successful. I don't want to be a question mark in that area. As far as uh, along with that, I want to work on my combination blocks as far as zone schemes and double teams. Cause in the triple option, we didn't do a lot of that. It was like man on man handling each other. Uh, so that's something I would want to improve as far as footwork on the combination blocks and climbing to the certain backer and uh, fitting the backer at the second level. All right, very good. You know, uh, based on your answers here, Joe, you sound like somebody who studies a, a good amount of film. You sound like you're someone who's uh, very prepared and uh, does his homework. So, I mean, how much emphasis do you put on film study? Uh, take us through you know, your Cal Poly days now, game preparation, game week. I mean, how much time are you spending in that film room or on the iPad just breaking down opponents' uh, ten- tendencies? Uh, a lot. I'm going to be frank with you, a lot. I mean, it's easy nowadays, too, because you can literally watch it everywhere. I watch it on my phone half the time, too. Um, yeah, a lot. I, I first look at I just watch the game in general to, to see what they're doing, get an idea how they play, how fast they hustle. And I'll see who's first at the ball every time, who's running sideline to sideline, especially in the interior. If you get if you got a defensive tackle running sideline to sideline, you know if you don't play hard, you know you don't play physical. And then uh, I filter the clips, so I do third and long, third and short, second and medium. I just want to see how they're getting off the ball, what's their go-to move. Like if it's third down in the right before half, I want to see what they're going to do to try and get that sack or going into half to stop the team from scoring and whatnot. But I put a lot of emphasis on film study uh, just because I want to have an idea of what they're doing. Why go in blind when you can know what they're doing before the game? Absolutely. And, you know, being prepared and uh, studying the film, again, we talked about the leadership skills on that offensive line, making pre-snap reads, adjustments. But not only that, being a senior team leader, you guys – Obviously, uh, no stranger to adversity this past season, Joe. 1-10 on the season, so the season didn't go exactly as planned. But take me through the locker room, being a senior team leader, keeping the team together, getting getting your teammates motivated on a weekly basis, uh, and going through a tough, uh, tough stretch. What was it like this past year playing that role? Um, obviously, that's not – uh, position you want to be in very often. Um, so as far as you know, being one on eleven and whatnot, I could tell you, I knew my record about Sunday after the game. I I let it sink in. I think about. I think everybody on the team did. But come Monday, there was no drag. There was no slowdown. I mean, I attribute that to the team. The team wants to play. The team wanted to win. Uh, obviously, the wins didn't come as frequently as we wanted, but we wanted to win. So I say. Monday through Friday, there wasn't a thought about our record. And that's good because in a situation like that, you can't 
think about your record or it's just going to continue to slow you down. Uh, it's tough to keep that attitude up, but I think our team did a tremendous job, and that's also a credit to all our seniors. All our seniors obviously didn't want to go out like that, but they didn't want to uh, not enjoy their time playing. So Monday through Friday, nobody knew our record, regardless if it was 1-10 or 10-1. Well, definitely, you know, that's going to make you stronger in the long run because, you know, listen, when you get to the next level, the NFL, every week is a tough week. You're going to go through ups. You're going to go through downs. Uh, Every team experiences losing streaks unless you're the Patriots, of course, but uh, (laughs) definitely going to uh, make you stronger in the long run, in my opinion. Now, we've been talking to Joe Cooperman, a name you need to know for the upcoming uh, NFL draft here, multiple year starter, a uh, standout in the Big Sky Conference, and he's right here, right now on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show with your host Rick Saratella. Now, San Diego, California. How does a Cali kid wind up at Cal Poly? Take us back now, Joe, on on how you landed with the uh, Cal Poly team. Well, I mean, young me, uh, I had offers from uh, Army, Navy, Air Force. Uh, kind of walk-on weird issue with SDSU and then USD, and then uh, Cal Poly came away in the picture. And uh, truthfully, I was ready to pull the trigger to about Navy, but uh, I just didn't feel like I've heard stories about how the academies cast like a big net and get a lot of recruits and blah, 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 blah. So I wasn't, I wasn't ready to commit just yet. And then Cal Poly came in, took me on the official, and I really fell in love with the place. Uh I was happy with the competition to play. Obviously, everybody wants that D1 competition, but I knew if I came here, handled my business, which I feel like I did, I'll have a shot at whatever goals I may have after the season. And I enjoyed it here and fell in love here after my official visit, and it was a good time. And, you know, I see your hometown now being listed as uh, San Diego, California. Are you a uh, born and raised Californian? Are you uh, – Grew up in San Diego. Give me a little bit uh, more information about your background, what it was like growing up in, in San Diego and your hometown. Uh, born and raised in San Diego. So those char- uh, the Chargers leaving hurt me. Uh, I enjoyed my hometown. I loved it there. I actually grew up doing a lot of Charger games, grew up playing football my whole life. I started playing when I was six. So I got no complaints about San Diego. It's hard to find an issue with that place there. You mentioned uh, you started playing football when you were six. So when did you realize that you had a special talent? When did it click in and and the light bulb went on where you said to yourself, you know what, I've got a shot here to to do this professionally now? Um, As far as being successful, not professionally speaking, it it clicked my second year. My first year at – it was a tough. It was a tough time for me. I'm gonna be honest with you. I had a crazy coach. My coach and Pop Warner when we were six, we were playing Mighty Mike. He got a tattoo of our uh, Pop Warner mascot on his leg. <laughs> That's the type of duty he was playing six years old. Um, but my second year, I took off and clicked that I knew I could be good at the sport. And then, as far as playing in college, it clicked probably my sophomore year when I was playing D line and offensive line, not having a hard time. You know what I mean? It was pretty comfortable. I was comfortable out there, and I still had years to grow. And then as far as taking my game to the next level, I knew, shoot, probably my first start my freshman year, 
that I, I could I could handle all this competition. Why not keep climbing? So I, fe- I felt comfortable with all this competition. I felt comfortable with all the competition at the Tropical Bowl, and I just want to keep climbing until I meet competition that uh, I want to rise to. You know the the uh, I'm still trying to get over the uh, Pop Warner League coach with the tattoo of the team. That's an intense character right there. Uh, how about you know during your uh, downtime, Joe? What do you like to do? You know during your free time when you're not playing football, watching football, studying football, any activities, any hobbies, anything uh, that you really look forward to doing when you're not uh, dedicated to the, to your craft. Uh, it's tough. There's not that much time outside of that. Um, no, I enjoy uh, golf. I enjoy uh, golf, fishing, all that. Currently, I'm still enrolled in school. So if I'm not doing football, if I'm not doing school or sleeping, it's usually one of those three. Um, yeah. I'm finishing up school here in uh, three months or something like that. So after that, maybe I'll get round to fishing and golf again. But I haven't, I haven't done any of those in a while. Yeah, you're going to be a man on the mission with very very little time between now and the draft. And, you know, it's a yeah. difficult thing preparing for this process, which is a huge mental grind, and then also finishing up school and, and trying to earn your degree and uh, get your diploma. I mean, how has that been? Obviously, you know, you just started up the uh, combine training type of workouts, but – How's how how has it been trying to balance the two? You mentioned, you know, playing and sleeping. I mean, you you really don't have much time left for anything else. But how do you balance all of that in your daily activities? Um, honestly, uh, it's pretty tough. Which uh, which helped most of the time is uh, I'm doing my combine training here at my college, which gives me the opportunity to just get in. I, I work from nine to eleven. Uh, workouts and start uh, workouts and like gym work, and then I I head I head to class from like eleven to three and then get back to the field around three. So it's made my life a little easier training here, not having to go to from facility to facility. Uh, and then as far as school goes, I'm, I was trying to finish up my uh, academics here this quarter. So if the opportunity presents itself, or hopefully it does, I'm able to travel or go to camps or do anything I may need to do in the spring in order to help give looks or uh, show NFL teams that could continue playing. Yeah, we definitely give you a lot of credit for uh, doing all of that, being able to handle all that workload and responsibility. But there's something to be said for uh, being able to balance that and, you know, taking on that responsibility. So with that being said, Joe, do we know, is Cal Poli going to conduct a pro day workout for you guys this year? Will you be trying to pursue other pro day workouts to get into, uh, or have you not gotten, I know it's still kind of preliminary and, and early in the processing about pro days, but anything on the radar that we can kind of uh, keep a lookout for? Uh, yeah, so Cal Poly usually hosts their pro day. It's usually actually quite late, to be honest. So their their pro day is usually like beginning of March to the middle of March. Uh, but yes, I'll be in attendance of Cal Poly's pro day, and that's something I got to talk to my agent about, Michael May, if we're going to attend uh, another pro day because I know LA is close. We have the barrier closed, and that's something we'll talk about. But as of right now, no, the plan is just to attend Cal Poly's pro day in the middle of March or the beginning of March. Okay, and you mentioned Michael May, obviously, at Synergy Sports International, one of the top agents in the game. Shout-out to him. 
you mentioned you, you uh, measured in at six foot one at the Tropic Bowl. Last time we did a weight check on you, we had you right around uh, 300 on the button, actually, as a matter of fact. Uh, what did you weigh in at? And also, where do you see your playing weight at the next level? Where do you think you feel comfortable the most? Uh, currently, uh, Tropical Bowl, I was 302, so it's still running right on there. Uh, playing weight, it could vary 295 to 305. I know playing weight, when I play in the big sky, I would like to play at 295 just to have muscle and everybody and, like, be strong. But I know this next level, if it requires me to put on 10 pounds of muscle and play at 305, as long as I feel I can move and be comfortable in my stance and uh, pulling or blocking and all that, I have no issues being at 305. And I played uh, the Tropical Bowl almost at 305. I was at 302, like I said. Uh, the Pro Day, I think, will run between 295 and 300. Uh all depends like how quickly I put on muscle and all that. Like I said, I want to be fast. I want to run a good 40. I want to run a good shuttle. I want to be fast and explosive. So that's my first priority. All right, there we have it. We're uh, winding down to uh, the end of the show here with Joe Cooperman, Cal Poli, center, guard, offensive line, uh, versatile, do it all. Bully in the trenches. I mean, go watch the film. We have a full in-depth scouting report up on the NFLDraftBible.com with uh, his film breakdown, a scouting report. We'll have this interview up there in its entirety, and you can uh, gather some more information. A three-year starter. Uh, actually started uh, a couple games there his freshman year. But, uh, you know, the the question here that we wrap up every show with, Joe, is, you know, I give you the platform. The stage is yours. There could be scouts, there could be coaches, there could be NFL GMs listening right now to the show. So if I'm an NFL general manager, I want you to tell me why I should draft Joe Cooperman come April. Um, first off, I'm um, tough. I'm going to play the game tough. I'm going to play the game physical. And that's just how I've played the game my whole life, and that's not going to change. So I'm not stressed out about the competition or the physicality at that next level. Uh, secondarily, uh, I won't be outworked. Uh, coming from this small school, I know I have something to prove. I know I have to work, and I'm not afraid of that. I'm not afraid. I'm not shy of it. I know it's time to work, and I'm going to continue. Even once I find success, I will continue to work hard, and I won't be outworked. And lastly, uh, quickness. I feel like after uh, being six one, and people may call it undersized, I beg to differ, but I'm quick. I know what to do with my feet. I know what to do with my hands. I know how quickly to get them up. I have good technique to win my personal one-on-one battles and have an understanding of the offense of where I want it to go as far as the plays and who we need to get to to get those big chunks of yards. Spoken like a true professional, he is uh, Joe Cooperman, Cal Poli, offensive lineman. Check him out, a name you definitely need to know for the upcoming 2018 NFL draft. And, Joe, it's been a pleasure chatting uh, with you here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. We uh, greatly appreciate the time. As as we discussed, you don't have much free time, but we appreciate you giving us uh, a chunk of it here. And uh, I'm sure that we'll be chatting between now and the draft. And I'll be talking to your agent, Michael May, over at Synergy Sports International. And I, I thank him for helping to uh, coordinate this interview. So uh, please do keep us posted so we can keep our listening audience posted. And uh, look forward to uh, tracking your draft journey there, Joe. Will do. Thank you. Th- once again, thanks for the opportunity. It was a great time being on the show. And Shout out, Michael, for getting it done, hooking it up. It was a good time. 
Absolutely. That's a joke. Hello? If you want to hear this interview in its entirety, I'm sorry we got uh, cut off there, Joe, but uh, appreciate you. And, you know, I was looking forward to this interview for a long time because I, I had a chance to really dig into him. And you mentioned just the bully mentality. This is what I want from an offensive lineman, a, a really solid kid there. Uh, you, you know, this player understands the perception or the misperception that he's going to be labeled undersized. But once you get into camp, he's going to make it impossible to cut because, I mean, this is the kind of guys, you know, when the coach says, if I can have 53 Joe Coopermans, that's because this kid works hard. He plays whistle to whistle. He's going to give it all he's got. And it sounds like a lot of cliches, but when you go watch the film, if you go dig up his scouting report on the NFL draft Bible, it all holds true. And, you know, that lacrosse background does come into play, too. 14 years, uh, you could see it, you know, the tenacity and, and the physicality. But uh, very fundamentally sound, uh, just a run mauler. Of course, you heard him talk about that Cal Poly triple option, and he's going to continue to enhance his footwork in the passing game and get more experience doing that. Between now and the draft, he had a chance to, you know, polish up some of his technique down at the uh, Tropic Bowl and take some of those back coaching and, bring it with him back to campus as he gets ready for his pro day workout at Cal Poly where NFL draft Bible will be in attendance. Um, so yeah, we're looking forward to uh, tracking his path to the draft and providing you all out there with, with his progress uh, as he continues to develop. And uh, as we get closer to April, so you heard him say six foot one, three Oh two could play anywhere in that weight range. And, you know, quite honestly, I think that day three might be a possibility. Undrafted free agent could also be a possibility. But at the end of the day, this is a make-it player, uh, whether he gets drafted or is a priority free agent. Once he gets into a camp, he's going to make it impossible for NFL teams to cut him. And, uh, you know, that's what we do here on the NFL Draft Bible. We bring you the names you need to know first since 2002 and you know, get your nose in the film. If you want to under the radar prospect to impress your friends with, uh, come draft weekend. If you're an NFL scout, uh, if you're a West Coast scout and haven't caught Cal Poly, if you're an NFL GM, if your team just uh, wrapped up and got eliminated from the playoffs and now your focus is on the NFL draft, this is a player that you want to make sure you do your homework on. So with that being said, again, we want to thank uh, our guest, Joey Cooperman, Cal Poly offensive lineman for uh, taking the time out of his busy schedule, uh, you know, continuing to pursue and finish up that degree while he trains for his pro day workout, a busy, busy man there. Of course, uh, again, Michael May at Synergy Sports International, and I had a chance to link up with him out in uh, Pasadena at the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. So uh, we'll be hearing more from Synergy Sports for sure. And, of course, uh, Defines Fuel Water, DefiansFuel.com. Defy limitations, check them out, DefiansFuel.com. Of course, I was your host, RIC, and a place to be, Rick Saratella, telling it like it is when it comes to the NFL draft since 2002. It's what we do, baby. Check us out, NFLDraftBible.com. We're on fire over there. And, of course, you can follow us on social media, especially on Twitter, at NFL Draft Bible. We do a great job of 
posting not only everything that we do when it comes to the NFL draft, but a lot of the other draft buzz and circulation, news feed, buzz media, and things of that nature. So uh, with that being said, it's another episode in the books. Again, we're on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, NFLDraftBible.com. We'll have this interview posted uh, very shortly, along with Joe Cooperman's scouting report already up there on the website. Uh, We thank you all for tuning in until another edition. Uh, We'll catch you next time, everybody.